From the start of his campaign to his ungracious, at best, defeat last year, Donald Trump has called for a boycott of, well, quite literally, everyone. From Macy's to Mexico and Harley-Davidson to HBO, the wrath of The Donald has, according to CNN, single-handedly tried to cancel over 30 people and organizations. How very anti-cancel culture of him. Well, needless to say, the Twitter-happy leader of the free world wheeled into action once more on the morning of the 19th of August, 2020. His target? The company that manufactured not his presidential limo, nicknamed The Beast, but its tires. The name of the company is Goodyear, and for the first time, the former president set his sights on unleashing a literal tire aid. (laughs) Okay, I'll show myself out. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Cam, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations, and even countries. You may think the subjects of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice. But it doesn't matter, because all of them were judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. Now, whether or not 2020 was a good year for the former president will depend entirely on who you ask. But for the unassuming, uncontroversial company Goodyear, their tread was about to be tested. So, how did it all start? In early August 2020, a Goodyear employee posted a photo of a leaflet online. Where did this leaflet allegedly come from? Its headquarters in Akron, Ohio. And what did this leaflet contain, I hear you ask? What terrifying, awesome words could shake the most powerful man on the planet to his core? Well, it allegedly detailed the company's dress code policy. And according to this policy, Make America Great Again hats, along with any other politically charged gear, were clothing non grata. From tires to attire, the chaos had begun. After news of this reached the former POTUS's ears, actually, we'll give you one guess as to where he took it. That's right, straight to the not-so-loving arms of Twitter. Don't buy Goodyear tires, he tweeted. They announced the ban on MAGA hats. Get better tires for less. He followed this up with blaming, quote, radical left Democrats before proclaiming that two can play the same game and we have to start playing it now. For world leaders so vocally opposed to cancel culture, that tweet certainly gave the impression he enjoyed inciting it. However, what really seemed to ignite Trump was that the now widely circulated photo from a Goodyear training event in Kansas apparently claimed that while MAGA, Blue Lives Matter, and All Lives Matter attire was unacceptable, Black Lives Matter and LGBTQIA apparel were allowed. One send button later and it was time to make America cancel again. The clearly non-robotic at Trump MAGA 2020 tweeted, We stand strong together against Goodyear. Freedom of speech obsessed accounts claimed Goodyear was embracing communistic beliefs and no MAGA means no Goodyear purchase for me. Even Ohio Representative Jim Jordan backed the boycott. 
At the same time, many were quick to point out the numerous contradictions between Trump's call to boycott, his policies, and his previous statements. One was his immense U-turn from rallying people to hire and buy American to boycotting one of the biggest manufacturers in Ohio and over 62,000 employees with it. On top of this, he was encouraging a boycott of his own citizens slap-bang in the middle of a pandemic. Another was the fact that most MAGA hats were made in China. Another was the fact that even the presidential limo wears Goodyear tires. And finally, the fact that a leader who once compared cancel culture to totalitarianism was now engaging in, you guessed it, cancel culture. Seems a little detrimental, don't you think? Goodyear was quick to explain the image, or at least the situation. Releasing a statement, they argued that, quote, The visual in question was not created or distributed by Goodyear Corporate. It continued by asking that employees refrain from workplace expressions in support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party, as well as similar forms of advocacy that fall outside the scope of racial justice and equity issues. End quote. The policy itself was perfectly legal. The U.S. Office of Special Counsel confirmed in July 2020 a month before the Goodyear controversy began, that Black Lives Matter is neither political nor partisan. This means that employees are fully entitled to wear clothing in support of it. However, because Make America Great Again belonged to Trump's presidential campaign, this wasn't the case for MAGA gear. Regardless of whether Trump was aware of this ruling or not, was this statement and the ruling's legality all really enough? Trump had already sent out his declaration, and many conservative pundits were agreeing with him. From Ben Shapiro to Paul Joseph Watson and Carl Higby to Matt Walsh, if Trump's tweet didn't reach the breadth of his support base, then these men certainly did. As a result, countless supporters were quick to share their newfound contempt for a company they were once proud patrons of. One Goodyear dealer received a consumer email saying they were a longtime customer going back 15 years, but now their business will go to the Ford dealership. Other reactions were not so gentle. In response to Goodyear disabling replies, quote tweets called the company cowardly and accused it of intimidating employees with threats and coercion. In total, there were over 12,400 quote tweets, most of them not just disapproving, but absolutely livid. Even Hollywood actor James Woods tweeted an image of the Goodyear logo, but the golden brand title had been replaced with a fitting goodbye. Accompanying it were the words, never again, broadcasted out to his 2.3 million followers. The result of all this? Goodyear stock dropped by 6%. Could Goodyear become bad year just like that? Well, in spite of this extremely vocal outrage, it didn't. While plenty of pro-Trump Americans did all they could to discredit the tire maker, many others did all they could to put the campaign into reverse. Okay, was that a better car pun? (laughs) This counter campaign was not short of high profile figures. Well into his campaign for presidency, Joe Biden unveiled a new ad in Ohio, proudly voicing his support for Goodyear. He also issued a statement asserting, quote, To President Trump, those workers aren't a source of pride, just collateral damage and yet another one of his political attacks, end quote. 
A string of other Democrat politicians called the tweet despicable, reprehensible, and argued it puts manufacturing jobs in jeopardy, especially during a pandemic. Even Mike DeWine, governor of Ohio and a Republican, stated people should not boycott this good company with good Ohio workers. Lieutenant Governor John Husted, also a Republican, urged his followers, please buy their products. It's good for Ohio. Another celebrated figure to support Goodyear was none other than basketball superstar LeBron James, who in fact hails from the same city as Goodyear. At a press conference, James said, Not only has Goodyear been great for my city, for the history of my city, but the country and what they represent. As with the pro-boycott tweets, the anti-boycott tweets came flying in thick and fast. One person tweeted, I don't even have a car, but I want to buy one with Goodyear tires now. Another tweeted, I was just about to buy tires. Goodyear tires it is. Someone else even tweeted, I'm buying Goodyear because it's an American company, suggesting there were people countering the boycott by firing Trump's populist rhetoric back at him. Sounds like Goodyear could well have earned itself some customers if these tweeters find their old tires punctured. So what did Trump do? He did the only entertaining thing possible and doubled down. At a press conference, he claimed there was, quote, something wrong with the top of the company. He then told reporters he was considering changing the tires on the beast to a different brand and that, in his words, you're going to have a lot of people not wanting to buy that product anymore. However, instead of doubling down on the idea of boycotting an American company, he tried to double back on it, adding that U.S. citizens will buy from a competitor made in the USA, too. We can only presume the Beast's new tires will have MAGA printed on them, play on copyrighted 70s rock, and are plated with some kind of gold. But in the end, while Goodyear stock still suffered temporarily, Trump's attempts to cancel the company and intimidate it into reversing its political attire policy proved to be nothing more than train wrecks. In fact, more than that, they were Tyrannosaurus wrecks. In the opening of its online customer conference in December, Goodyear Regional President Steve McClellan thanked tire dealers for their continued support in the face of the boycott. According to McClellan, despite Trump's words, the Goodyear brand remains number one with consumers. This position was solidified recently with a $2.8 billion acquisition of a competitor. And yes, even today, the beast still dons Goodyear tires with not a MAGA logo or gold leaf in sight. But what was the purpose behind this immense rush to support Goodyear? Was it an effort to point out the contradictions between the Trump talk and the Trump walk? Was its goal simply to help the 62,000 Goodyear employees who, had the boycott been successful, may well have been out of a job in the middle of a pandemic? Was it an act of political dissent, ensuring the demands of a president never become a reality? Or was it just another way for his opponents to voice their frustration towards his tiresome tweets? We're pretty sure all three played a role to a greater or lesser extent. And yet, in spite of this backlash, the notion of woke companies still circulates. Recent tweets such as, Boycott woke corpse, boycott Goodyear, cancel culture libtard tires, and if you block free speech, you're next, still flutter around the Twitterverse. 
Even popular conservative talk show host Mark Levin wrote in his new book that U.S. citizens should boycott companies with a quote-unquote woke agenda. According to Levin's very disgruntled book, which we wouldn't recommend buying your parents for Christmas, Americans should fight, in his words, corporations who are funding or otherwise supporting Marxist movements in our country. What could this mean? Well... Despite a change in the political establishment and the speed at which companies are quote-unquote canceled and their quote-unquote crimes then forgotten about, a certain animosity still exists in parts of the population. The likes are few and far between, and the retweets even more so, but the confident disdain for companies that ban political attire in the workplace remains, and as Mr. Levin exemplified, still proudly vocal. And for a considerable number of the population, the idea that Goodyear and other woke corporations played an active role in Trump's downfall may still be entertained. Is a widely misinterpreted company policy and a fake photo all it takes for a demagogue to rebrand a company into a political player? If you have the passionate following, devotion, and can convince the public that a corporation uses internal policies to stifle political expression, then it seems so. Will the wider public care enough for it to have any long-term effect? Well, that seems less likely, particularly when just as many people are also jumping to its defense, emphasizing its contributions to local employment and the community, and highlighting just how absurd the attempt is to cancel it to begin with. Perhaps there is hope for the accidentally political company after all. This episode of Cancel was written by Alex Halpern. This is a Broccoli Production. 